Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car ahead here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfiti. Xfiti? Xfiti. <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> 50 Cent? That was awesome. Did I didn't you, even mean to do it. Did you go to work for 50 Cent? No, but I'm spotter of the 7 Xfiti car <laughs> and the 29 truck. And obviously here. Brett Griffin, my theme song all week was Let Me Clear My Throat. You dang <laughs> thanks right. To, thanks to Kevin. <clears throat> <laughs> thanks to Kevin Hamlin. Uh, spotter Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler. And we had a couple good cars. Kristen Bauer, how are you? I'm great. Back from Atlanta. How are Gluten you guys? Gluten-free. <laughs> Gluten-free. I like the denim blue jean shirt you got going on. Thank you. It's hot. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, Natalie, we need the mute, the, la- the volume Natalie, the you store. look so tall today. <laughs> Holy cow. Natalie, are you wearing kiss shoes? If I had flats on, would we be the same height? Are those bell bottoms? Are those stilts? <laughs> look at her. Look how long your legs look. Are you are a obnoxiously taller than what you normally Natalie, are. Natalie, the new host of JRM 360. Yeah. Give, us a th- give us a 360 view of what you got going on there. Yeah. <laughs> give us a spin. Yeah, I lean like with it. it, rock with it. Hostess with the mostest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so Atlanta pretty much was terrible for me all weekend. I wanted to leave, and I don't like Atlanta right now. Xfinity and Cup. And trucks, everything. Oh. Why don't you like Atlanta? I we I didn't finish on the lead lap or near the lead lap in any of the races. So, what's the common denominator? Definitely me. <laughs> it was, or the tires. <laughs> That's not fun. Yeah, we cut a tire on the truck. We... Um, got in the wall. Got in the wall in the Xfinity car. Early. Like, lap early. early. Yeah, he tapped the brake a little bit when, when Ty Dillon decided he was going to swap ins and turn one in the first lap. Yeah. And it uh, just got a little loose on him, and he needed a little bit more race track than what he had. We were on the outside, and he got a little loose and hit the fence, and it bent the upper A-arm. Oh. So that was a long day. And, and what happened yesterday? What didn't happen to you yesterday? Um, I heard the 88 car <clears throat> called out like 10 times for penalties and all kinds yeah, of Yeah, so one funny part about it was is when they called us out for the penalty, we only had like, we only had it on one stop. But they gave us the um, – it was one of those – uh, 88 too fast, section 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. It was like I had time. People were actually looking at me like, like, dang, I mean, you did work right there. Yeah. So we adjusted our pit road speed after that. But um, we definitely sped the whole pit road basically one time because we, we were real early, like yeah. in one of the first you know few stalls. So yeah. we basically yeah. sped in every segment up until there. But something was weird about the timing lines anyway because there was a lot of people speeding. Sped. 11 total penalties. Blew a tire? Uh, we actually did shred one. Um, it came apart, chunked on us. Loose um, wheel? We had loose wheels on both sides. We had an air gun go bad, we think. Ugh. So it wasn't getting the wheels tight. You boys aren't living right. We're not doing something right. No, y'all I don't need to know to what church. it is. Take me to church. Y'all got to go to church. You maybe, need more Jesus. Maybe we've been to church. What's the uh, what up? Didn't they need to go to shoe show? <laughs> Go go the complete opposite. opposite of whatever you're doing. <laughs> whatever you're doing, do the opposite because mm. it ain't working. It's not working. No. So, Brett, anyway. your weekend. My weekend was chill, man. Yeah. Um, 
I love Atlanta. I think it's like a rock and ham on steroids. It's really fast, really slick. The end of the first run in the cup race, it looked like those guys were running 50 miles an hour through one and two. They were just so scared on slick tires. If they repave that place, whoever's decision this is, man, don't repave Atlanta. That would be the dumbest thing you could do. I think their biggest issue is when it rains, it's so old it's hard to drive because of the weepers. But, mm-hmm. man, what are the odds that it rains? I don't get, care. I'd, I'd rather stay there two more days and run on I would a good too. racetrack <clears throat> than to watch guys run around there wide open. I mean, it, it just yep. produces such good racing for me. As a race fan, you know, it, it's awesome. So. I don't care if it rains like that. If we got to take an extra day to dry it, I'd rather have a good race. We had a top five car with Elliott, finished top five. Had a top five car with Clint, finished 11th after getting wrecked. But life goes on. I'll take 11th with a wrecked race car. Could be worse. Obviously. Could yeah. be a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be a lot worse. We never wrecked. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Tough, man. Tough. Kristen, what would you do all weekend? Uh, I was race day only, so I got up at 5 a.m. and got on the race day plane, what got ha- down to Atlanta. What happens at 5 a.m.? In Vegas? No. <laughs> 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 Lots of stuff happens like, in Vegas like you at 5 a.m. You get up at 5. You take off at what time? Uh, 7. 7. Mm-hmm. Land at 8. Mm-hmm. Get to the track at 9. And we um, we land right next to the track. It's You could walk oh, you into did? the track. Yeah. The FBO is literally oh i know exactly terra field point one yeah mile from the track good for you we landed at the big airport yeah 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 but whatever beat driving it was good it was a good weekend it does beat driving there it was weird seeing our car with a new paint sc- a different paint scheme on it it yeah. was tough finding elliot who said he looked like elvis in his new yeah. fire suit <laughs> yeah i was extremely impressed in the xfinity race with william byron yeah he did good i mean it's the kid's first real race mm-hmm. you know obviously daytona is it's on Animal, but it's a downforce track. He ran top seven the majority of the race. I saw his pit crew make a couple blunders that looked like on the last two stops it cost him some spots. But legitimately a, a top five guy, having never been in that style of car, yep. that horsepower, that downforce. Not I, to I mention his radio stopped working. So oh, he crazy. could listen. He, he could hear Dave, his crew chief, Dave Ellens, and the spotter Earl, yeah. but he could not make he could not communicate back. So Earl devised a situation where they would ask him yes or no questions, and he would either stay straight or he would swerve. Swerve. Yeah. And Dave, <laughs> Dave's like that. That was actually really good. That's better than some other drivers he's worked with on communication. Man, he uh, again, he did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. I think I think expect a lot of things out of this kid, and he's gonna, you know, there were some people questioning whether or not he should have stayed the Toyota route. Or go the Chevrolet route, and, and based on what I saw already, he's showing that he can be great. And yeah, yeah, yeah he's good. So, good times. Spot on, spot off, folks. Brett, you're starting. Okay. Spot on, spot off. Atlanta snooze fest. Just comment a spot off. I thought Atlanta was great. Yeah. I thought that the racing was good. Guys could pass. Tire fall off was huge. I mean, we're talking four seconds of tire fall off. That's a racer's dream. Handling was a premium. Definitely spot off on this comment. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> there wasn't a, uh, <coughs> wasn't a ton of excitement in the truck race or wrecks. I thought people are you were, still sick? Or are we blaming this on you? I'm not. I wasn't sick before. Oh, allergies. He needs a mute button. He needs Some, a yeah. Somebody tweeted me and said, "Bless his heart, the poor fellow's got a frog in his throat." <laughs> uh, did that thing lives there? He needs to move out. He needs to move. Pay some rent or something. Okay, sorry. But go. Uh, anyway. I thought the races, the truck race, I don't think was overly exciting. Um, the Xfinity race was kind of the same way, but the drivers have their hands full. You can see it, which I like. I think people thought there'd be more wrecks than what there were, but there was plenty of opportunity. Um, but, you know, it never really panned out. I thought the racing the racing was good. Racing was great. I want to go back and, and watch this race, and I'll be honest, I don't do that a lot. The cup race? Yeah, I really want to see – the in-car cameras, the difference between – and there's a lot of things interesting with in-car cameras. You know, the size of the driver's steering wheel, how close they sit to the steering wheel, and then ultimately how frequently and viciously or violently they're moving their hands because that tells us how hard they're working. If they're barely moving their hands, they got a cakewalk. If they're driving the piss out of it, you can see that. So I would like to, on this slick racetrack, look at Harvick, who clearly was the dominant guy you know, really in both races, and then mm-hmm. and just overlay it and, and then look at other guys and analyze what they were doing. Spot on, spot off. Las Vegas Motor Speedway, there is a rumor for a second date. Spot on, spot off on that. Uh, Depends on the track they take it from. I'm, I'm kind of – I like going to Las Vegas and racing, but I'm spot off if they take a race from a good racetrack like Loudon or something like that. 
I like going to Loudon. It's a true racers weekend. You can go there and see three, four races. It's a it's a kind of a, a large short track, and there's good races there. And I I feel like we would hurt taking one from there. Viva Las Vegas! We're going to Vegas twice. Here's why. NBC went to NASCAR and said, we do not want to end the season every single year at the same damn track. We don't want to homestead, homestead, homestead. We want three or four really good, nice markets, Mm -hmm. and we want to rotate every three or four years which ones we're going to. So it's Vegas, it's Phoenix, it's Homestead, and probably Texas. So this is... By this coming out, it tells you that's going to happen. I think that. Do the, you think it's going to happen? I do think it's going to happen, and it's going to happen because of what I just told you. So, yeah. the the weird thing about us is we don't add dates, and so for you to get a date, you have to get a date from another track. To TJ's point, so I think two New Hampshires will go to one New Hampshire, or they'll buy a Dover date. Dover's a publicly traded company that loses money that could get hundreds of millions of dollars just for the date and still keep their facility, still keep their racetrack, still have one race for revenue stream, I think one of those two tracks lose a date. I think we lose in general with that, though. We lose a we lose a good racetrack, and at some point we keep we add another mile and a half and we take one away from something that's not. And we kind of, in my opinion, we need to be doing the opposite. It's about more than just a race. It's about the finale. And where else would you want to end? Than Las Vegas, Martinsville, Bristol. Las Vegas, <laughs> Martinsville, Bristol would be pretty good for a finale. The racing would be great. The venue and the weather in in wow. November would blow goats. I didn't. You didn't say anything about the weather. <laughs> you said race. I think I said something about the weather earlier. Well, spot well, on, spot off. No. Check at Atlanta, both Xfinity and Cup. What the hell was going on? Brent. Stop cheating. What was going on? Um, so the same thing our last cars year. were in the garage until 11.30 uh, on Friday night. We had this same issue at Atlanta last year. Yeah. Well, it's a, this is because. The garage closed at 9. This is the first race my, from after Daytona. This is where everyone brings the, this is really like starting the season again. Yeah. Because we're bringing a totally different type of car. It's the first mile and a half with new bodies and stuff. So it's going to be like that. Guys, are, people are pushing the envelope, and NASCAR is going to be there to say no. Um, it'll get better as we go on here now. People will know what they're going to put up with and what they're not going to put up with. Couldn't if, NASCAR foresee that yes. and extend the garage hours or yes. something? Kristen, yes. Maybe they thought yes. we weren't going to cheat so, anybody. So, so here, here's the issue for me. You just said they know a problem is probably coming, Mm -hmm. yet we did nothing schedule-wise to prevent it or be ready for it. So who suffers in this situation? Is it the teams? A little bit. Is it the drivers? A little bit. Is it the sponsor? Yeah. Is it the fan who is a fan of that driver and sponsor? Yeah. So you're penalizing penalizing your audience, your NASCAR fan base. You're penalizing them, Mm -hmm. right? The teams are already locked in the show, right? Clint Boyer comes out with two minutes left in qualifying, had a chance to go out, Ran 24th, ended up getting bumped to 25th. He still he still started his race, but the drivers that didn't come out, you penalizing their fan base. I you got a a, a pound of prevention is, is worth a ton of cure. You know, like just mention, fix it. The Xfinity schedule Thursday they had that stupid three to five p.m. garage time. Why not extend that? Right. Throw a practice that day. Uh, I don't I think know. Xfinity qualifying had a big issue, did they? They were already, I thought. No, no. Their, their garage hours were more screwed up oh, than Mike I got Tyson's you. It was checkbook. insane. Yeah, it was bad. Our guys got four yeah. hours of sleep on Friday. I don't really, I don't really have much sympathy for the ones that don't get out there. I mean, you know the limits. We all have templates. We all know what they're going to put up with. We're all pushing the envelope. So if you push too far, you pay the price. Spot on, spot off. Ford takes first two races of 2017. Spot on for Ford, man. Main. Wasn't the four car? I think the four car was a Hendrick chassis still. I don't know, but it's still a Ford car. Body. It's a Ford body and a Ford engine, so it's yeah. considered a Ford. I know, but they still, since they were behind, I think in building cars, I think they still had a Hendrick. I think they said or something our, about our, our TV. Our, our chassis are all the same anyway. I mean, hmm. I mean, I don't know about that. In They're, theory, everyone builds their, everyone has their own unique ways of wanting to build it. Otherwise, we'll just buy it from Stock Car Steel and be done with it. Yeah, but that's not a the, the, the chassis is not what makes it the manufacturer. It's the engine. No, but the chassis matters quite a bit on where you can oh, get your lead and does. stuff like that. And It you does. Know. I think that 
you know, Fort taking the first two races is spot on for for a lot because this is two different rules package. It's last year's, you know, low downforce package at Atlanta. Obviously, Daytona, its own animal. I mean, they dominated Atlanta. Kislowski, yeah. Harvick. Well, I mean, know, Brad didn't dominate. The, Brad was in the right spot at the right time. With the exception of Larson and Chase Elliott, this was the Ford show. Toyotas were completely absent, irrelevant, right off the bat. Matt Kenseth was the only guy with any speed, so yeah. spot on. They definitely, the Toyotas don't have nearly as much mile and a half speed as they had before. Daniel Suarez. Suarez. That was uh, a little rough. Well, we talked about this, though. Last year when we ran this package, testing it, they didn't put any time and effort in it, and they ran bad at those places. We ran it at Michigan and Kentucky, right? Yeah. And they didn't try because they were like, this isn't going to help us win this year's championship. I think it put them behind. Yeah, it might have. I don't know. Because they, with the exception of Matt, man, they were bad. Kyle, Kyle Busch was running 20th right off the bat. On that, and that's one of Carl's tracks, too, to be good at. Yeah. You know, I, we all know Kevin's going to be good there. We know when we go to Atlanta, Phoenix, Kevin's going to be really, really good. Is Larson always that strong in Atlanta? Yeah. With Xfinity. And so, they're, super strong. they put more work into this year's. They were fast last year when we ran this package. Him and McMurray were both fast. And places like Michigan, he ran really good. So I expect him to uh, – I expect Larson and McMurray and them to be – same cars will probably be very fast. The Ford won't be nearly as dominant as he was this last weekend. But When you look at places where the groove widens out to the wall, it's Atlanta, Michigan, those, those style of racetracks, the same guys typically run well. It's Martin Truex, it's Dale Jr., it's Kyle Larson. It's guys who aren't afraid to get up there and run up against the wall. A lot of guys are like, oh, I don't want to be that close, I might hit it. And those guys usually hit it. But Atlanta's, I mean, it fits their style. Kevin runs Atlanta completely different than any other driver. He runs the very bottom, both ends, saves his tires, and wears you out. That's what he did yesterday. Yeah, it just his it fits his driving technique and style. Yeah. So. Yeah. Spot on, spot off. Three loose lug nuts on the forty-seven. What, what is what, <laughs> is this encumbered? Is the word? I don't know, but relevant? that's a that's a vacation. Yeah, crew chief's gone, right? He yeah, gone. for he almost gone. a month. That's three <laughs> weeks or something, right? That's the penalty? Three weeks? I don't know. I think so. Three weeks, points, fines. Yeah, it's like 60 or 30-something points maybe Holy and like 60,000, something like that. I don't know. So excessive in my opinion. Well, you don't even have those points, so they're now yeah. in a points And deficit. the worst part about it is this guy has nothing to do with how that lug nut goes on there. No, zero. That's sad. I mean, That's that, really bad. We felt that pain last year. It, it sounds like a gun broke or something. I mean, it's really hard to suck at your job to the point that you – I will say this, five. and there was no – that 47 was in the back. Like, we – like, he wasn't even trying to race somebody. Like, he must have had a problem or something. Mm. So, yeah, like, I, it's not even like he got missing blood and I was trying to get a good pit stop for eighth or something, you know, or get up there and race. He was in the back not racing anybody. TJ so. brought chicken minis. He did. Gluten I girl did. can't have any. No. He forgot my fruit. Cup. I forgot Gluten your fruit. Wah, wah. Josh, you want chicken mini? I already had some, but thank you. Oh, you but did. I did tell you, Kristen, if she was a if she was a fruit, she'd be a fine apple. <laughs> He also said, let's EpiPen you now and then eat the chicken mini. It was an idea. (laughs) I want to feed her. These are good. Uh, So while Brett's eating his chicken mini, we're going to take a break. Awesome. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. All right, we're going into fast lane. I'm going to give TJ and Brett, ew, stop doing that, a topic to debate, alternating who responds first. Each of the guys is going to get 30 seconds to voice their opinion, and whoever went first is going to get a 30-second rebuttal. Ready? Ready. Brett, you're up. TJ, I'm going to slap <laughs> the microphone too. out of your it's face. Not me. I can hear you. I'm not smacking. <laughs> There's so many noises. Like if anyone has that like four S thing where they can't stand the sound of like. This is why you or... leave the TV on or the music playing <laughs> in the background. Kyle Busch won the Xfinity race at Atlanta, but did not pass Tech. Most likely a fine, loss in points, and it affects the playoff eligible owners' points more or less on punishment. Brett, man, we're still letting these guys Cheat. win and 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 keep the win. I I think the the driver has to be disqualified. Our, our place last car lead lap, you know, we're 
We're going to find him so he's not really keeping the money. We're going to do stuff to points. He's not really keeping the points. We're not letting him be in the playoffs, but we're still letting him keep the win in the record book and the trophy. I'm not I'm not down with this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, you're not legal. How do you win the race? You are not legal. Why do you take a trophy home? Why do you celebrate? Why are you not – it's not right. You shouldn't – Shouldn't win. I think, Brett, we should field a car at Talladega. We'll put a V12 in it. I'll drive it. We'll lap the field, man, and <laughs> we'll celebrate and get busted, and we'll go home. We'll go home. Get what? drunk, too, Sunday night. I mean, you, you look up here, and, and the 47 car has three loose lug nuts and probably finished 20th or worse, and he's going to get hammered in yeah. fines and penalties. This guy won the race, and he's going to get a on the wrist. Crew yeah. Chief will still be there next week. Driver will still be there next week. He still has a trophy. Still has a win in the record books. Sponsors happy. This isn't about Kyle Busch. It isn't about any particular driver. It's about if you're illegal, you you shouldn't win, period. Second place should be in the damn playoff. Yeah. Atlanta is a historic track on the NASCAR circuit and has shown us plenty of great races over the years. Something Atlanta should be removed from the schedule. What are your thoughts as spotters? TJ? I don't think it should be removed from the schedule. It's too good of a racetrack. There's grooves to move to. Anytime you have multiple grooves, it should stay. So uh, I'm all for it. Whoever thinks this needs to go watch figure skating or soccer or curling or Formula One. This is a great racetrack. Go in person. It's awesome. I love Atlanta. Good talk, TJ. (laughs) I don't have – I mean, there's not much more to say. Leave it on there. It's a good racetrack. The worst words in golf. It's still your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Las Vegas Motor Speedway is this weekend. What is your favorite part about this one-and-a-half-mile oval in the desert, Brett? Mm. The strip. Yep. (laughs) Landing. I've got to say that the Thunderbirds are are housed there. Um, The – it's an air show. (laughs) During the entire weekend. So not only do you get to go to the racetrack, you get a free air show as courtesy of the United States Badass Air Force. And what about that plane that takes off with no windows at 9 o'clock every morning? Yeah. And lands around 5. Where does it go all day? Area 51. Yeah. To visit the aliens. Something like that. (laughs) But, yeah, it's uh, uh, my favorite part is probably the the sandstorm that we got (laughs) last year. God, that helicopter. Gosh, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like Vegas. It's a great racetrack. Multiple grooves. Um, lots of scenery. Um, I don't know. Vegas was the first place to nail the fan zone. They were the first place to say, you don't have to have a garage pass or a pit pass to be really close to the action. You can pay 90 bucks. We'll get a band. We'll provide entertainment. We'll have tons of food, tons of booze. Yeah. And you can see in the garages. You can see the drivers. You can be up close. You can't get to them. But you can see them. So the fan experience at Vegas yeah. is phenomenal. It'll be a big crowd this weekend, neon. which is why we're going there twice. Neon Garage. <laughs> yeah. There's a neon hey, real quick, line. how do you think that deal went? Speaking of Victory Lanes getting the fans closed, how do you think that went at Atlanta? What happened? Well, they did the front. They did Victory Lane at the start-finish line. They oh, brought yeah. that deal out there real quick. Oh, that's cool. And did you see, like, the the picture everybody was tweeting about Brad, with Brad in it, and it had some guy in an M&M's hat in the background right behind him, and it was a guy that was just had a hot pass, and he got it. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Everyone's like, you know this guy? Who's the creeper back here? <laughs> We've talked about that. The fans need to be able to enjoy the, the celebration. I, I agree. This is like Formula One, man. When those guys yeah. go to the podium, the fans run out to that field just to go see their drivers. Steve O'Donnell comes up with all these great ideas on his own. All he has to do is listen to our podcast, and we, he can completely fix we'll the sport. We'll give him all the ideas. We yes. don't even want any credit. Mm-mm. I want top three at the fr- on the front stretch on a podium deal mm-hmm. every Me week. Me too. Absolutely. On the front stretch right there. Celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. With the fans right there. Yeah. I agree. I'm down with that. Yeah. Christopher Bell sweeps all three stages of the truck race on Saturday night. Did he really? Did you think a truck series yeah. driver would be the first to accomplish this feat? Uh, who's first? Me? Yep. You know, any I was it, yeah. I guess you could because as soon as Matt Crafton or Johnny Sauter and one of them gets up front in one of these races, they're going to be really tough to get around. But uh, Chris Bell had an extremely fast truck, so it's not seeing him in practice. It didn't shock me that that happened. I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, Elliott had the first opportunity to do it at Daytona. He swept the first two stages. Obviously, didn't win the third. Uh, for a guy like Christopher Bell, who's in great equipment. Not totally surprised, but for it to happen in the truck series, yeah. I mean, looking at Harvick, Harvick would have been the second to ever do it in NASCAR history behind Christopher Bell. So hats off to those guys. 
Yeah, I feel like it'd be easier to do in the truck series for one of them guys, like a Crafton or a Solder. I feel like it'd be easier for them guys. There's not, not quite the competition level. But when you go to a place like that and have such a dominant truck like he had, it's not um, – I mean, you probably could have swept all the stages in that race, Brett. I got my broom out. The off-the-wall topic, the battle for Tobacco Road was Saturday night. The real Carolina defeated Duke in the Dean Dome. Who wrote this shit? Elliot? The real Carolina? Yep. You both live in North Carolina Josh, now, and crack. if you had to choose one <laughs> shade of blue to root for, who would it be? <laughs> I hate both The teams. real Carolina? <laughs> they can't beat us in anything except basketball. <laughs> um, man, I, I actually respect both these teams a lot. You know, North Carolina is a very, very liberal college. Duke is a very expensive college. I think <laughs> Coach K does a lot with a lot less talent. Um, God, I don't know who I'm pulling that for. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> who are you pulling for? Coach K does a lot. He puts M players in the NBA after one year. He does a lot more with a lot less talent than North Duke Carolina. Duke has more one-and-dones than anybody. No, they don't. Kentucky does. We're right with them. Kentucky. Right with him. He's got a bunch of white guys that can't jump that win ball games. Well, don't Rick stop recruiting them. That's hard. No, he does a lot more. That, with a lot that might. You said some. I've heard you say some questionable things before, but that might be we're one gonna, of the dumb. We're gonna when this show's over, we're gonna pull up rivals.com and we're gonna listen. See who's this got the more high rate, highest rated recruit. This players. is the rivalry is great. It is to have two schools play and to see the scores between those two. Like it's almost fifty fifty every time. Yeah. No matter where you go to watch them two play, you don't know who's gonna win, no. and it's always the separations like I, I forget what the score. It's like almost even. Yeah. So it's gonna be it, like it a one even. point. It was even going into this game, right? That's ridiculous, yeah. man, to have that many games and have them kind of stats. That's, so that's awesome. That's, that, that's, that's, that's probably the greatest rivalry in, rivalry in sports, I'd say. Yeah. So which one – what was the question? I'll go for – I pull for Carolina. Which I can't shade stand of blue Duke. are you rooting for? Syracuse Carolina is Carolina sky blue. blue or royal blue? Syracuse is orange. <laughs> so you're Duke. You're Duke. No, I'm, if I pull for anybody, it's Carolina. Yeah, I'm go heels. I can't afford to go to Duke. It's fifty grand a year. Well, the only Might reason more than that. that I lean towards Carolina is because um, where I was born in Pennsylvania, the next town over actually had a had a um, a guy attend Carolina. He was a a short white guy. They could shoot threes back in the day. I think his name was Dante Calabria. I don't know if you he remember was. him. Yeah, yeah, he was from um, uh, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, which is the next town over from where my parents live. So. I've always been a UNC fan. Josh, you're an ass in real Carolina. <laughs> truth hurts. <laughs> the truth hurts. Oh, my God. All right, we're going into hashtag AskDBC. Producer Amish Josh has chosen a few questions <laughs> off Twitter. So here we go. Ready? Appy Bolin, bunch of numbers, asks, what do you find more challenging, <laughs> spotting a driver in the hunt for the lead or one that just got wrecked? I find that name more challenging than anything in the question. <laughs> it's 07331514. Is that their phone number? Ooh, let's call it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I find more challenging, spotting a driver in the hunt for the lead or one that just got wrecked? Getting wrecked and riding around sucks. You're moving out of the way. You're always telling where people are coming. When you're racing people, it's way better. Leading at Daytona and Talladega is a much different task. That's a lot of work. But when you're leading a mile and a half, the only thing you're watching is the second place, third place guy. Maybe somebody, you know, if anybody's moving around, finding a lot of speed. Other than that, you've got the fastest car you're leading the race. It's easier to spot a fast race car than a slow race car, period. Yes, I did that three times this last weekend. I did it all year last year on Sunday. <laughs> wow. Well, your driver was sleeping half the time. No, he wasn't sleeping. Oh, he was sleeping. At, I wish. At Stu Crew 14 asks, why is it so hard to ditch the splitter? What are your thoughts on it? The fans hate them. Is this guy speaking for all fans? He is. He is. And, and what he's saying is the valence was better than the splitter. And, and where we all tend to agree is two things. The, the splitter creates a lot more downforce, so it makes – the arrow push a lot more, you know, prevalent. And then the, the other thing is when you spin out with a splitter on the car and you hit grass, it'll tear the whole front clip off the car. It'll kill it. When you would spin out with a valence, it would bounce like your street car and, and not tear the car up. So yeah. a lot of advantages to the, the valence. I've always been team valence. Unfortunately, when they put the splitter on the trucks, it was, a, it was an R&D deal, and then they migrated it to all yeah. the series. I'm a huge fan of the valence over the splitter. Um, it uh, when you did wreck and you folded it up on her, you could you could jack the, jack the car up a little bit, get under with a hammer and beat it back out, and it would almost be normal again. 
now you rip the radiators out of the car and you also um it's just uh I don't know man it just destroys the whole It'll car destroy it. like rips it to pieces and it flings flings dirt up all on the track and stuff it hooks it and I don't know I've always uh I've always enjoyed the valences and stuff at Ro, Ro Boykin asks, are the additional timing lines to blame for the number of speeding penalties? Um, I mean, they would have to be to, to blame some of it. Or, you know, something was weird there because we there was a lot of speeding penalties, not just a couple, but there were a lot of speeding penalties. Something had to be – we didn't get something measured right or something, you know, I don't know. There's one thing to blame, and it's the driver's right foot. The old gas pedal got him. Pushed it too hard. End of story. Yep. Well, we normally have these calculated out to where you can run. I mean, I, they give us already a buffer of five miles an hour, and we're trying to take more than that. So, but you know, we don't have to even we don't have to push the envelope that far. But there's no way you can't afford not to. You lose time when you don't max out this opportunity. Yeah. And and you can be so aggressive that that it costs you. And we Jimmy Johnson twice yesterday, Dale yeah. Jr. You know it, and it can ruin your day. You know, you look at when Kevin Harvick did it. It ruined his day. Killed him. If he does that lap 10, he's fine. He comes back and wins, but can't do it at the end. Uh, Andrew Brzezicki asks, what is the best place to have a beer with NASCAR spotters in Vegas? Where are you buying at? <laughs> yeah. I want to try that place out called Gillies. It's a country bar in uh, Treasure Island. I think we should go there Thursday night. All right. Get our boot scooting boogie on. My schedule's really easy Friday. I hope. Saturday and Sunday suck, so there'll be no beers. No beers. Friday night, Saturday night. But Thursday night, holla. Gillies. I'm, I'm not leaving my room. You what if you end up myself victory in my lane, though? Wheel. Wheel better bring some beers. Wheel. Wheel. Yeah, uh, TJ will lock himself in his room and play I'm PlayStation all myself. weekend. Call Wheel. I play Xbox. So I don't play the PlayStation. But, oh. yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Um, well, that's because y'all are staying in BFE. Hey, did you? Uh, <laughs> did you see where that hotel's at? No, where's there? Their hotel's thirty staying? minutes from the strip. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's okay. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's thirty. So minutes he has from no choice trip. but to stay in his hotel room. Let's see. So I tweeted out this morning that you know if anybody had any questions and and Kyle Larson. I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to one thing. We What's just that? talked about you need to live your life the opposite of how you've been living it. So I'm not living like that. <laughs> All right, where are we going? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Larson, Kyle Larson wants to know what's the craziest thing we've ever seen Spotter Derek, who spots for him, do on the spotter stand. And uh, it's one of two things, but they're both at Michigan. One time um, Derek smashed his binoculars, spiked him like a Gronk football spike. And uh, the other time um, Derek was during practice, and and I look over there, and me and Derek stand next to each other there, I think. So I look over, and Derek is straight up, uh, what do you call that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. Uh, he's kind of grinding something invisible on the rail no. here. And you've um, got a video of it. I do have a video. Are you going to share it? I, I think I will. When the podcast comes out and they listen, I think it's been a long time. Yeah. And I think I think it needs to come out for Derek. So TJ has a fetish with guys doing things. Like when a guy eats a banana, TJ takes a picture of it. And then, Well, first of all, I only I, take a picture he, of it. TJ has the, the mentality of a 12-year-old. <laughs> And now he's caught I this guy. I only take a picture of it if you eat the banana like you shouldn't eat the banana. And now he's caught this guy having a relationship with an invisible human. Or yes. maybe it wasn't a human. I don't know what he was. Who knows but, what it was. But nonetheless, there's some awkward motions. Definitely yeah. awkward. Rocking back and forth. To, and TJ, Thrusting. <laughs> TJ, and for some reason, TJ felt the need to capture this. He videotaped yes. it. But for what why are you don't do you do with that? Like, what was your thought process? I was saving it for this, this moment. <laughs> this is the moment that I saved it for. Like, I don't know if he goes home and watches bananas and these videos. <laughs> yeah, YouTube banana eating. Maybe he was just like uh, flexing his hips or stretching. He was definitely or... <laughs> flexing his hips. <laughs> hey, am I late on this, or was this Chris Knight tweet? You're where late, Marcus. You're said late. Said that um, AMS may reconsider repaving. Did you guys see that? I actually heard that and read that they're actually reconsidering it because so many people are putting up. If they listen to this show, it won't get repaved. So, <laughs> the whole industry is saying don't repave it. Yeah, the whole industry. Even if gotcha. it rains, I don't care if it takes an extra day to dry. The racing's too good. If we go there on a paved track, we're going to run right around the bottom. It's going to be dirty up top. Nobody's going to go up there, and it's going to be terrible. Yeah, and I wish. I wish that you know. It's such a weird deal. Because Daytona is such a big race, you know, 
big wins for all three series, big winners. And then you leave there and you go to Atlanta and you're just kind of like, I'm not ready to go anywhere else yet. Like, let's put those three winners on national media tours. Let's take a mm-hmm. week off after Daytona to let everybody, because there's so much hype. hype and pressure. And, and then it's almost like Atlanta's a little bit of a buzzkill. It's almost like it's in a, in a date and, and at a point on the schedule to where it, it can't be as successful as it should be. We showed up there Friday. It was 60 degrees, and we froze our asses off. It, it was, was a, windy, too. The coldest 60 degrees I've ever been in in my life. And then yesterday, yeah. 60 degrees was freaking gorgeous. But I don't know how we fix it, but I, I really think we should look at run Daytona, take a week off, celebrate that Daytona 500 champion and the other winners, and then let's kick off our, our regular season. Good. Because – that's a champion. It's the Daytona 500 champion. You don't you don't have the Super Bowl champion in the game the next week. That's why they quit doing the the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl because people are they need some time to get away from it. Like mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. I don't know the right schedule for that. But Atlanta's awesome. Jim Utter just he tweeted last night that a second Las Vegas day in 2018 appears all but certain. It's coming. I'm it's telling. Coming. You, it's so coming. so we are right. But we? we're telling people why it's coming. It's not that Bruton Smith has this big sponsor for $2.5 million for the yeah. race. He does have that, but the reason that he does is because he's going to be able to tag it on to the end of the schedule eventually. The Ford dealers pay big money to have championship weekend in Homestead. I have a question. Uh, it's a spot-on, spot-off kind of for you guys. So Jeff Gluck said um, trophies for stage wins. No. And then Regan said, this needs to stop, just like the happy hour trophy that was awarded last year. Participation trophies next, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Everyone yeah. needs a participation oh, ribbon. Uh, yeah, I don't – they could give you trophies for that. Why are they uh, – I don't understand. I honestly – it'd be cool to win a stage, but, I, you know, you don't celebrate after that. You don't go to victory lane after that. You don't – you know, that doesn't – There was an Atlanta Falcons player, Grady, who said um, – was he there? I won't put it, yeah, I won't put it as eloquently as he did, but he just said it's great to win a stage, but like that's in football when you're leading at the half. at the half, you still have, you still have two quarters to, to yeah. handle. Yeah. When when you look at the stage win, I, I would be interested at the end of the year to go back and see who won a stage that did not make the playoff because the big relevance in the stage win is that playoff bonus point mm-hmm. that you get, and if you win enough stages you're going to automatically transfer to the second round of the playoff without even really racing that hard because you're going to have enough points. That's where the big win is. You don't need a trophy. That's dumb. If you win enough stages, you're going to win races. I like a lot of stuff that Jeff Gluck says, but that one's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't need trophies for all that. Was that no. your rant? No. I got. I think I got a better. I got, I got a good one. You got a good one? You got, got a good, a good what one. What you got, too. TJ? Well, my rant is I want to know if anybody cussed at Harvick. Who? Who, who would possibly do that? I think the pit crew. Why? Well, I mean, it's okay for him whenever they have a bad day or mess up, you know. I'm just wondering. Does, do they get fired if that happens? If they cuss him? Yeah. I, I mean, what if the what if one of them tire carriers just keys up and is like, you know, you beep, 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 you know, good, blah, 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 you know, and what happens? Yeah, but the, the Monster Energy <laughs> marketing head marketing dude said he wants all of the drivers to get out of the car and back to the cursing each other and showing their real – color so uh yeah i'm just i'm just saying i mean is it okay because he would cuss them if they if they mess that last stop up uh, he cusses them and he chews them out yeah so i'm gonna lean on amish josh for this part of the show oh you're screwed (laughs) josh poor joshy did you watch the cup race yesterday yep how many beers did you have by the time it was over uh like six or seven oh that's not enough okay so we can ask you this question if you had like 12 i don't know if you can answer it so, what was Harvick's post-race interview like? Honestly, um, I was at a bar and they didn't have the Audio. sound playing, yeah. so yeah. I didn't get to hear it. Oh, did you? Uh, but he did not look happy. No, but his nickname's Happy. Well, his pit sign's Happy. Crappy nickname. Happy Harvick. Isn't it an ironic? It's I mean, an ironic nickname, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I think that you know, the biggest question it's for like me calling is calling you Smalls. I don't know how you handle that. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a big burden to carry, knowing you had the dominant car. Let all those laps and pissed it away, you know. Mm-hmm. That's uh, hard to swallow. So no one in here heard the. But I mean, if if put it on yourself, like if you were going to win a race and Kristen screwed it up, you'd be mad at Kristen. If you were going to win a race and you screwed it up, I don't know how mad you can get at yourself. Yeah, I don't think he's very mad at him. I, I think he's. You're just saying that other people are. They're allowed to be mad as hell at him, based on. 
I think they should be as vocal as he is. But then they get fired. If you're going to dish it, you need to take it. That's my theory on it. What do you think, Kristen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you talking right now? It might, ma- it might toughen <laughs> him up a little <laughs> do bit. Do you have a crush on Kevin Harvick? Ooh. 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 No. Ooh. Are you sure? He's not a very nice person, and he was not very nice to some of my friends in this building. So. Mm. Huh. But he's happy. He's quite Cause happy. Because I'm happy I'm alone. How about uh, how about you, Josh? What's new with you lately? Any good dates or anything? Nope. <coughs> Nothing to report on that front. What bar do you, you go to to watch the race? Do you need some? To uh, Davidson Beverage Company. Where's that at? In Davidson. <laughs> uh, it's on Main Street in Davidson. Okay. Had some Oscar brews. Do you need Oscar some dates? Oscar <laughs> blues. Xfinity. <laughs> you need some dates? No, not from you. So <laughs> we can line this up. So I got an idea. Okay. Y'all ready for it? I don't have a rant this Y'all week. Y'all ready for cause it? Because I'm so happy in my life. I've not been home in 18 days. But I have an idea. But it's your own And fault. I want y'all serious feedback. Now, this is a serious idea. This is no bull****. Mm-hmm. This is real. Sure. Okay. So, we do preseason media every year. Yep. It's the same 40 guys of each series saying the same story. Mm-hmm. I want to win. I want to make the playoff. I want to win a championship. Yep. We do that during Lowe's Motor Speedway media tour week. Lowe's Motor, Lowe's Speedway. Motor Speedway. Wow. Shoot Charlotte. Yourself. God. Charlotte Motor Speedway. <laughs> Lowe's Sorry. Motor Speedway. I was going vintage. <laughs> Charlotte Motor Speedway Media Tour. We hear that for four days. That's okay, boring. then the next week or two weeks later, we go to Daytona and we hear the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same media day over and over again. I have an idea. People probably don't realize that drivers have to weigh in at Daytona before they are allowed to get in their race car. So when they weigh in, that then determines how much lead tungsten they get to put in their car, which is an advantage. The more weight you can put in, the better, because you can put it where you want it. You want left side weight, right, center gravity. So what I think we need to do is I think we need to take the UFC weigh-ins and we need to do driver weigh-ins in their boxers and have, like, this awesome show around it explaining, like, how much lead they're going to get and what they're going to do and what their target weight is. And, like, this could be fun. What do you think, Chris? I like that idea. Yeah. I like it. Josh? Sure. TJ. <laughs> TJ's asleep. I don't he doesn't I, I'm sitting here pitching your buddy Harmon getting weighed in, but holla. <laughs> yeah. All that hair and tidy whiteies. I, <laughs> I don't know He looked like a gorilla. If this weigh in thing is really a good <laughs> idea. They let you keep your clothes on. So I definitely think we could do something a little bit differently, more fun. Um I liked the old days when they did that deal where all the drivers came and signed autographs and they did a little media. You know what I'm talking about? That was the preview. Yes, I liked the preview. It interacted more with the fans and right. had a little stuff like that. The old Winston Cup preview at Lawrence yeah. Joel Veterans yes. Memorial Coliseum. Let me, let's, let's talk about yes. that a second. Who paid for that? R.J. Reynolds. Correct. So somebody has to pay for that. You're, you're, you're asking now, you know, NASCAR or Monster or – that's the only two people that are going to pay for it. Somebody right. to pay. For. Yeah. They they would rent the the Lawrence Joel Coliseum or whatever that place is called. LJBM. But imagine renting that place, and then having these guys come in one at a time with their target weight, their hype, their what they gain if they weigh two hundred versus two twenty versus one eighty. I and mean, then a big ass monitor that has like how much they weigh and. Robbie Gordon made a really big deal out of something similar to this in IndyCar over Danica Patrick because he said she's so light. She has a big advantage in these Indy cars. And the the truth can still be said in our cars because the lighter you are, the more weight you get to add where you want to add it. So I, I, don't, I, I just think it would be something different. The fans don't necessarily – they aren't exposed to that side of the sport. And I, I don't know. I just think it would be cool. And you'd find out who has six-pack and who's fat ass. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I, I just want to do the preview. I don't care. You know, if you want to, you we could we them. could be like spotters. Could be like trainers behind a man, like really hyping them up, yeah, massaging them out, and holding the know. buckets and stuff. Yeah, holding the bucket. You got spit, it, man. Spit. Yeah, they put some Vaseline on your yeah, eyeballs. Yeah, Vaseline their eyeballs and stuff. Yeah, mm. kick yeah. them, kick them between the legs for how they talk to us <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> that some of them need that. I think it'd be fun. The Biggest Loser meets UFC meets Mike Harmon. And like, then weigh him at the end of the year. Poor Mike Harmon. That's what I'm saying, dude. You Just can't. think about that guy last week at Atlanta. He goes Blew out up. there uh, in an Xfinity car and he catches fire. 
He burns his car. Yeah, we almost had a bunch of free bacon. Up. Then he gets in his truck and he wrecks leaving pit road. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> God bless this guy, man. <laughs> I just wanted to send him a hug, you know? Like, not actually hug him. Send him a hug. I, you can send him the I, virtual hug emoji thing. Yeah, we could put our our arms together and hug him. I mean, guys. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he gets so crapped on on this podcast. It's mm. funny. Yeah. All right, so Brett won this weekend. We that means TJ and Brett are tied at one and one. TJ, did you put any thought into this before TJ you entered this? TJ picked Ty Dillon against Casey Kane. Yeah. What an idiot. Well, Casey was my pick, <laughs> and I didn't want to use someone else good up yet. <laughs> and I wasn't it's now tied up. I wasn't about to burn another good one yet. You so. guys are tied one to one. I will. Uh, I'm wondering why Michael Nutt's on this list. But anyway, is he running a cup car this weekend? He may. You never know. Josh is prepared. I don't do this list. Yeah. Josh, what do you actually do? <laughs> I do everything, Brett. <laughs> everything. That this doesn't. Is, what, you're what, the producer of this show. You get credit for everything that's good and bad, and you just said, I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't have nothing to do with this. This is our Twitter follower. Yeah, this yeah. is Cornelius, Cornelius V-Star. V-Star. I know. He sent me this, the, t- the tweet last night. So I think this week. You know, since you stole my pick last week, I'm going to roll with, uh, you yeah. know, my first pick. If I wanted to just go to top of the board, I would have won with Carl probably. Someone like – or Biffle if he was running. Biffle's really good at Vegas. Neither one of those Stop guys are Stop picking here. people that no. are not – So, crazy. I'm going to go maybe out on a limb a little bit, but I liked what I saw last week, and I'm going to go Matt Kenseth. That's a big, big, big pick. I like that. Who won the race last time we were in Phoenix? Anybody? Not Harvick. You mean Vegas? Vegas. Oh, we're going to Vegas. Well, man, that just screwed up my whole plan. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that is solid at mile and a half. Okay. Who? You want to guess who it is? Just guess. Dale Jr.? Dude, I've seen y'all work together over the first two weeks of the year, so I'm going to give y'all well, some Well, Daytona's time. two and a half. <laughs> I'm going to give y'all some time to get reacclimated. Chase Elliott is my guy. That's who I'm going with. That's oh, a big you, pick, too. We're going big dogs. Four ball. That's who I got. Does he have a nickname? Chase Elliott. Race and Chase. Race and Chase. Did you make from that the up? same place. <laughs> you never heard that? Well, Big Bill mm-hmm. from Dawsonville. Yep. You know, he's yeah. Yeah. Race and Chase from the same place. What? Million Dollar Bill was his first nickname yeah. because he yeah, was the we'll first guy Winston to ever million. win the Winston Million. We went over this last season. Don't you remember some nicknames for the guys? Kyle Yarson's Young Money. Kyle Yarson? <laughs> why can't anyone speak on this podcast well, he is today? Kyle Too Larson. early. It's He's Monday. Young Money. X-Fitty. You got Race and Chase. Kyle Yarson in the X-Fitty series. <laughs> so, what's Elliot's nickname? Ellen. <laughs> Ellen. Hello. Ellen. Hello. Ellen. 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 Chase needs a yeah. nickname. Chase needs a nickname. It's awesome. It's awesome. I didn't make that Chase from the same place. Race is the one that I heard. Race and Chase. Awesome Chase from the same place. I didn't hear the awesome in front Awesome of Bill from Dawson Bill. Got, awesome I, Chase I, from Josh, the same Josh, I understand the humor behind it. I'm not looking at you like that. My look is that's not very good. We need a better one. Well, I don't not. have a, I don't have one on top of my head. I usually can – I can't right now. What's your nickname other than BG? G-Spot. Because <laughs> I'm a spotter. G, BG-Spot then. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, with that, Why we'd is like that to not thank your Siri, sponsors. Siri nicknamed me that. Let me see your phone. I'll fix that. <laughs> right up. I'll fix that. That was professional. That wasn't. Right. No. I yeah. wasn't implying anything weird right there. <laughs> well, this podcast is just weird. So it's that's where we go. Yeah. You don't. You need to change your Twitter Spotter handle. Brand. What do I need to change? Spotter G Spot. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Something like that. Spotter oh, G-Spot? Ew. Okay. I didn't say spot. See, that's, her, I said spotter. See, I was being professional. Mm-hmm. No, you weren't. <laughs> For there is nothing life. professional about And TJ is no. not being professional. That giggling laugh told me otherwise. <laughs> I wasn't giggling. That was Kristen giggling. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are ass. <laughs> We'd like to thank Exalta. For sponsoring this podcast, Exalta and doesn't studio. sponsor this podcast. <laughs> right, one main studio financial. Yes, thank you. Lending main personal. Who is who is our primary sponsor on the one this week? One. Uh, we one one main? main. Yes, one we are back to one main in Vegas. Who's on seven? Brant. Brant. Who's on the five? Pilot Flying J. 
Who's on William Byron? Liberty University. I saw an awesome announcement where Exalta's picking up races with that kid. They are picking up the rest of the races for um, the number nine. That's great. William Byron. Oh, that's great, for man. For two years. It's yeah. a good deal. I agree. I, I still feel like, I know we're ending this show, but I still feel like we're the best organization in the Xfinity Series right now. Straight up. Straight up. Like, get you some. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I know we're not going to win every race. But I really feel like we're going to contend to win every. I mean, we're one and two in the points already. Yep. I feel like we have the best fleet. We got a veteran. We've got, um, you know, Justin's a, kind of a veteran. He knows what he's, he's doing. Very experienced. But you guy. got Elliot's kind of the the veteran leader guy. Then you got Justin, who's also very good and can yeah. be a leader as well. And then you got very two young, seasoned. You got two young guys. Like I feel like I feel like Michael Nett's getting a chance to, you know, re-enter the sport in a in a different way. Right. Not to mention we have the support of Hendrick Hendrick Engines. We have the HMS pit crews, um, and then just in this house alone, we have total information share over all of our crew chiefs, our teams. Yeah. It's one team. So people don't realize, you know, Penske is Penske, Gibbs is Gibbs. Like those Xfinity teams are li- literally in the same building as the Cup teams. This is a standalone Xfinity team with cup support mm-hmm. to the point that you mentioned. You know, you, you have some engineering support. You have engines, obviously, this big deal. The pit crew is a big deal. But, I mean, these guys are doing it themselves. We hang our own bodies in here. Yep. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's a big deal. I, I truly believe we put all four cars in the playoff. Don't you? Yeah, and we're expanding our shop. It's under construction right now for more room because we don't have enough room for all the chassis and the bodies. And trucks. Be great. <laughs> and trucks. And trucks. Uh, Justin needs a good run this weekend, though. Yeah, we need to – and we can do it. We just um, – we haven't had any luck, man. He needs, so. a mis- he needs a he needs a mistake-free three good stages, top eights, to get him yeah. back where he needs to be. Because, you know, you, you, you can dig the hole too deep at some point to where now you start putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And if he has one or two more bad weeks, man, I, I mean, mentally it would be a hard tough place to, to be. Yeah, it so is. I really hope he and TJ get their heads out of their asses this week and, <laughs> and get good finishes. Come on, man. We're all doing our part. TJ, get with it. I brought Chick-fil-A. You did. It was <laughs> good, too. I brought my sparkling personality. Yes, you did. You always do. Brett brought the G-spot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to One Man and Exulta. We'll see you next week after Las Vegas. Holla. Bye. Bye. Hey, Mike. So as we're sitting here in the newly renovated Exalta studio, let's talk Exalta. First of all, this studio is awesome. Is it not? Oh, my gosh. It's huge. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, we are very appreciative of that. But uh, Exalta's everywhere. I mean, we just left Daytona. Thousands of people went into their seats through the Exalta injector. I myself, I'm going to brag a little bit here, but <laughs> I actually watched the duels from the Exalta suite. It was fabulous. Uh, you know, Exalta is a co-primary on Dale Jr.'s car. That car, you will never miss it. It is so bright, colorful. It's amazing. Uh, and it's going to run at Phoenix. But, yeah, Exalta is everywhere. They are really big supporters of our digital platform and our race teams. We didn't even mention the fact that Exalta is going to be sponsoring William Byron. That announcement came out this week. And they have a brand-new building that they just built right next to Hendrick Motorsports. I've had the privilege to see the outside. Now, I'm really excited to go and take a tour of the inside. It's absolutely incredible just what they've been doing. Totally. So we appreciate Exalta. How can we follow them on social? You can follow them at Exalta Racing on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 